When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Series XM, Channel 80. TJ, we've seen the, the video, right, where Kendrick is there morphing into different faces like uh, OJ and Kanye, right? Mm-hmm. James Harden, if he was in that video, he would just have to morph into himself. But like two years ago, the face would barely change. Maybe take off a few pounds. Sixers eliminated by the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler with the dagger three. James Harden, a non-factor. Good morning, guys. What up, man? What up, man? Different time zone again. That's okay, though. You'll be all right. You're good. No time time zone affects Keyshawn Johnson. No, no, no time zone affects Keyshawn Johnson. My or Jason Williams. Yes. Max Kellerman will be a different story. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he needs to get his sleep. I, need, I, I, wish I, I wish I knew what sleep was anymore. I told you. Welcome yeah. to the game. Just keep going Man, through. He, I saw Jay when he started this show, maybe about six months into it, I ran him to in the hallway. I was like, damn, Jay, what happened to you? You look tired. He's like, yeah, man, I'm getting up in the middle of the night. Every day. It's now, hard. look at me, pasty. You're good. Summer's right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, that'll help. Uh so, James Harden, man, Doc Rivers, Jimmy Butler, Embiid, there's stuff to get into today. Forget about the NFL schedule. We got to get into that. We have a lot to do and only four hours to do it. Mm. Jay, it is time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Listen to James Harden, Mr. Non-Factor. They moved heaven and earth to bring him there. On whether he will accept less than a max contract extension. Listen to this. I'll be here. Whatever makes this team, you know, um, whatever can, allows this team to continue to grow and get better and, and do the things necessary to, to, to win and compete at the highest level. James, you said the ball didn't get to you. Does the coach call plays to try to get the ball to you? Next question. <laughs> I mean. He's acting. What's he get being salty about, James? You you taught terrible. Like what's he talking about, Jay? Key leads me to the question: Who you know? Where is there more blame? Who do you give more blame to, Key? I probably honestly, you know, when we say blame, we can go a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. We can go front office. We can go players. But it all stops and starts with the head coach. To me, when you look at Doc Rivers and his situation, and now you got James Harden pointing to Doc Rivers, essentially by saying, next question after ask, after someone asks him, you know, does the coach dial it up for you? And he says, well, next question, rather than get into that, you know when you leave it wide open like that, the speculation is, oh, well, you you and Doc got real issues going on. And then if you look a couple weeks ago, Joel and B kind of did some Doc stuff. He just did it the other day, kind of some Doc stuff. And then you go back in history whether it's with the Clippers or whether it's just last year when the early exit came for the 76ers and all of a sudden Ben Simmons was 
kind of thrown under the bus. And so you had all of these sort of things. So the one consistent there is Doc Rivers because he's been there the longest between him and James Harden. So for me, it's Doc Rivers. But that's okay because I'm sure Doc will get another job uh, somewhere if, in fact, he is let go because of yeah, this. Yeah, careful, Key. Be nice to him. He's heading your way. Well, I don't know <laughs> where he's headed head coach. <laughs> I like Doc, but I'm just giving you real facts on the way that I see it in terms of who's to blame, Jay. I think it's more Doc Rivers than it is James Harden because James Harden just got there. You remember um, a week and a half, like a week ago, where when James Harden in game four dropped 31 points and nine assists and yes. both – Max and Key, you guys were telling me, oh, that's James Harden, he's back. This is who he is. And I'm like, uh. And everybody kept saying, oh, Jay Will, there you are. You're a James Harden hater. Hater. And I'm like, no. I was the one trying to tell you guys before the series that by the end of the series, we will be talking about more about what James Harden doesn't have in the bag than what he does have in the bag. So with that being said, I want you guys to take a listen, a quick listen to what Joel Embiid had to say about James Harden after the game. I'm sure. You know, since uh, we got him, everybody expected uh, the Houston James Harden, um, but that's not who he is anymore. Uh, he's more of a playmaker. Uh, I thought, you know, yeah, at times, you know, could have been, uh, as all of us, uh, could have been more aggressive, uh, all of us. So this goes into my point, guys. Like, a lot of times, and I'm going to sign bias, bias on this, it's not that bigs aren't smart enough or they're not passionate enough. But this is why I find it hard for bigs to be the true leaders of teams because the ball is not in their hands most of the game, right? The volume aspect of the ball being in the hands of the guard. And this is why I feel that the 76ers are leaderless. How can James Harden take two damn shots, Key, in the second half? Two shots in the second half. Two. And one of the shots was when they were down 20 points late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it doesn't count. You can't even count that one. Yeah. Like, what, what are we doing here? But, like, th- but, this is clutch time when you were brought here to be that guy next to Joel Embiid. And even if you are not feeling aggressive, your words after the game about, oh, they didn't run any place and the ball never ended back in my hands. What? What kind of horrible excuse is that? All I'm hearing is excuses from him. And my man was a no-show. Uh, James Harden was a no-show. Need to be a no-show at the club. The most. They were getting booed. And let me say this last thing: Max Struess and Gabe Vincent started last night. Two undrafted players for the Miami Heat with no Kyle Lowry, and they dominated the 76ers in Philly in Game why, Six. Why, Jay? Like <laughs> you, you, you know this is a basketball player, though. Right? They running plays and sets for you, whatever. And if it's not working and they're not giving you the opportunity to do your deal, why not just be a hot dog? I was a hot dog in high school when the coach didn't call plays for me. It's basketball. It's unlike football. I got the rock on my hand. I'm just getting ready to be a hot dog. People are not going to want to play with me at that point in time. Keyshawn, you, if you didn't get a couple of touches after a couple of downs, you're going to let people know what time it is in the huddle. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Thank you. So my thing is, if, you, if you're if you the lead guard. But in basketball, I, though, I got the ball. I can just right. go be a hot dog. And, and you know, I'm going to tell you what time it is. It's going to be my time. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, All-Star. Game. Move out the way, it. man. Because he doesn't have it. How, you, how can you be a hot dog when, when you know, you can't put so, the ball on the floor and do what you got to do? So does that mean he's lost his confidence or he's not good anymore? I, I, I'm going to give credit to the hamstring is not right. 
But still, man, if you're going to go out, go out being aggressive. What's up with his handles, though, Jay? That doesn't look right handles, either to me. The whole, the whole game looks sloppy. Yeah. The body looks sloppy. The game looks sloppy. He looked the same body. Everybody keeps saying he's out of shape. I'm like, his body looked the same to me. Nothing. You know what it is, okay? He, like, he doesn't look like he looked at the end in Houston when he looked like the Michelin man. Now he just looks normal to me now. But see, you know what? It, it, it's the... It's the lack of pop, pop with the, with the dribbling, right? So as a guard, every day for 45 minutes, I do ball handling warm-up exercises, right, as a player. Get in there because my day, in the day, has to be tight, Key. Everything, like everything, all my moves are sharp. When I watch James, all the moves seem lackadaisical. Yeah. All the moves seem loose. They don't seem uh, like, like they're a composite tight. Yeah. tight. Yeah, it, it seems no, and off. his handles reflect it. That's what's shocking to me. Like, yo, James Harden, his hand, what's up with the handles? But, look, the bottom line is this. He has a reputation for going out, right? At a certain point. So funny you, you said gotta, that, Max. Right, Key? You like, know, you no, got to take you, care of yourself. The reason it's so funny you said that, because literally when Jay was just doing a pop, 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 it popped in my head when I was in Houston this last week, and I was on with the Houston guys back there that, you know, seen James Harden play. They was asking me about being able – they were asking me about James Harden in Philly, but being able to do both, being able to party and then go and do uh, the game the next day. And, you know, we just have a conversation about then you bring it up. It's just funny. To, to a certain age, you probably can. And then after yeah. a certain age, guess what? You can't do that anymore. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. I think it's safe to assume to say now that James Harden has reached that age. The irony – of the Sixers being eliminated by Jimmy Butler. And Butler had some stuff to say about it after Jay has this from Masterworks. Hot news story. Talking about one of the best business minds in sports. Regardless of how you feel about how he runs things in Dallas, you can't deny the dude is a baller. That three Super Bowl run was legendary and he turned his parents' small grocery store into an empire worth billions. So when he puts millions into a new market valued at $1.7 trillion, it's worth paying attention to. Here's the best part. Now ordinary people like you and I can enter that same market without needing to own a franchise. Check it out. It's called Masterworks. What they're doing is revolutionary, which is why they are already got over 400,000 members on their platform and certified unicorn status. Our listeners get priority access to skip their wait list. Imagine that. Just go to masterworks.io and use promo code KJM. See important regulation A disclosures at masterworks.io slash CD. That's masterworks.io, promo code KJM. Masterworks.io, promo code KJM. There's no guarantee of profits in investing. Includes risk of loss. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So uh, the NBA, guys, has their new Eastern and Western Conference Finals MVPs, and they named them after, in the East, Larry Bird, in the West, Magic Johnson. And I, I, I like it because I think those guys need some recognition in some way, and you can't maintain, if you're going to rename Finals MVP, right, it has to be Michael Jordan. But it is a focus on the 80s. Jay, you don't remember the 80s. To, what, what year were you born? 81. 80, you were born in 81, so you're like, okay. Maybe. But I, I know Larry Bird and Magic But I mean, Johnson, but your yes. generation of, your, <laughs> you know what I mean? The pe- people born when you were born and after are like, yeah, yeah, I get it, but we've also seen. So, like, if they, if they were to rename this award in 20 or 30 years. So you're saying, like, 2042. 2042. Yeah. And you're going to move on from Bird and Magic, Matt. right? Who would it be? So, Key, I... <sighs> Can we agree that the NBA Finals MVP is probably just called the It's Michael Jordan Award, right? I mean, six. What is it called, what is it called now? Russell. Um, Bill Russell. Russell. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you wanted to rename it, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, six. Yeah, six if you finals, want to rename it, it's Michael Jordan. MVPs undefeated. Yeah, yeah Michael either, Jordan. Either yeah. Bird or Magic were in. I want to say all but one, but but I'm seeing here it's every one of the finals in the '80s. I want to say there was one that they weren't in, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, so I'm okay with. That. I like that one. Because I feel like that transcends the game. Actually, Michael Jordan should be the logo, but that's another conversation. Um, then LeBron James in the Eastern Conference, for me, just because of the dominance he's had over his career, uh, just how many times they've been to the finals, even though some people use that record against him in yeah, the losses. Yeah, but if we're talking about conference yeah, he, finals. Yeah, for sure, it would be conference final yeah. from yes. LeBron. Yeah, because yeah, you're talking Eastern about you're, you're, you're not you're not it's not without regard to the finals, just the conference, conference. finals. Yeah, Eastern, Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference, yeah. yeah. Was it nine conference. times in the Eastern Conference? It's up there. I don't know the exact number right now, but I know it's up there. By the well, way, no, confirm Magic and Bird were in every finals. How many championships did LeBron play in? LeBron went to the finals uh, every, every year. Every year. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So it's like he played in about he played in at least nine, yeah, nine that we know of, that we yeah. can think of off the top of my rip. 
and then the one on the West Coast, but he don't get any credit for that one because that's a West <laughs> Coast that was the bubble. Well, except that there <laughs> no, are so many players. If we Western look, conference. it's, it's oh, obviously okay. LeBron in the East, right? Yeah, so, yeah, LeBron in the East. So who is it in the, the West. West, though? You know who I think Kobe. It is? I think it's Kobe. I think it has I would to be Kobe. Probably say Kobe has to be Kobe, unless somebody in the next twenty years does something Kobe. insane. Yeah, Kobe got there seven times and won five. Could Steph get there? It could be Steph too, though. Steph has Steph? only been there five times so far. Kobe got there seven. Yeah, but Steph's career is still going. Lamelo Ball in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> As of right now, to me, to be Kobe. We're back in ten seconds. Keyshawn J. Willemax. Keyshawn J. Willemax, Sirius XM Channel 80, obviously ESPN what? Radio's your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, uh, I love when, because athletes can deny it in the moment, this and that, and sometimes they're, they're not lying, like the media and the fans have it wrong, but I love when what is obvious to everyone, right? Jimmy Butler, ooh, he's going to be mad that they, they, they signed up Tobias Harris and let him walk out the door. And the media's talking about it and whispering about it. And the fans all just assume that's the dynamic that's playing out. But when you get confirmation from the athlete himself in the moment of truth, I think everyone's like, yeah, yes, thank you. That's very satisfying. It's gratifying to hear the athlete actually say it. This was Jimmy Butler, guys, coming off the court after knocking the Sixers out of the playoffs. Yeah, Tobias man. Harris over me? I mean, you gave Tobias Harris that five-year, $180 million deal. Shout out to Tobias for getting it and his dad for being his agent, getting the deal done. Yeah. But, but that is reflective upon the organization about what they chose over Jimmy and the relationship between Jimmy and Joel Key. Like, that, man, like just looking at that, like that's why Joel loved Jimmy because there was somebody that can say, Joel – Get your ass off the ground the first 10 possessions of the 76ers game yeah. in game six. Like, let's go. There was somebody to push Joel like that, and they respected each other. Jay, let me – I don't know this. I'm talking about. Now, you know, every time you say something that makes a whole lot of sense, it makes me think. Uh, is there – where's Joel Embiid's contract at? Is he is he in it long haul? Could he, could he all of a sudden at some point be in Miami with a Jimmy Butler? Could that could – that, Get away from we'll Philly and, and get. His and hands get I mean, brother, can you all of a sudden be that? You're the. I've never thought about that. Oh. But you're the one that told me if a player don't want to be somewhere, he ain't got to be there. So like, I, I don't know if I see Joel and B leaving Philly, but uh, you're sniffing on something though, man. And nobody's no, talking you, about. You, well, you just said relationships. No, no, so. no. But that's what I'm saying. You're sniffing on something because I can make the case to you. That Philly's done a horrible job of putting pieces around Joel yeah. to help him get to where he wants to be. Yeah. You're allowing Jimmy Butler to get out of there for Tobias Harris, and Jimmy never forgot that in the back of his mind. It's always been there. Now he get a chance to face you and eliminate you at a level. At, on, in fact, in Philly, on your court, he drops 32 on your head and then lets you know when he's going into the locker room how he felt about the transaction between him and Tobias Harris. Nothing personally against Tobias Harris, I'm sure. He's talking more to yep. the front office of the Philadelphia 76ers than he is the young man that got the money. So Philly completely has screwed this thing up. There's no question about it. They tried to dig themselves out of the hole by acquiring James Harden. That didn't go right for him. And now you got a whole offseason to think about 
what your next steps are. Mm. Listen, I, I brought this up. Marcus Hayes of the Philadelphia Inquirer tweeted a couple days ago because Butler was going off, and he's saying, like, it's not just about Tobias Harris. He thinks maybe also James Harden. Like, you basically wound up with James Harden instead of me, Jimmy Butler, right? Jimmy Butler, guys, th- there's such a – like, what the Philadelphia 76ers tried to do was exercise a lot of patience and manipulate the system, exploit the system, the process, the league – recognize, up oh, can't do that because it'll, it's working, right? You got Simmons and Embiid through this. Pro- okay, they make them hire Brian Colangelo. That was a disaster. So the league lost patience, okay? Then the Sixers lost patience. Hey, we, we, we need someone, like, they're getting to the second round of the playoffs. We need someone better than Jimmy Butler. If they just would have stayed with Jimmy Butler, I think they're advancing right now, right? They're probably advancing right now. Well, it's also because Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler, that relationship was weird. But look how it's panned out with Ben Simmons being moved later on. So, yeah, so you're looking at the court last night and you're wondering what if as a 76er fan because Jimmy Butler should have been the leader of that team with Joel Embiid. That was a choice of Ben Simmons to me over Joel Embiid because Butler was Embiid's guy. Redick was Embiid's guy. They got rid of Embiid's people. And, and in a way, they're like, here, Ben but Simmons, the younger, though, healthier player at the time. But it was right? different management. Yeah, but that's though. what I was going to say. Remember, remember at the time, and B was having a lot of health issues. Yeah. Couldn't really stay on the court. So they wasn't really sure if he was going to be where he was at then. I mean, where he is today, back then. So they made a move to side, basically, with Ben Simmons. Yeah, but Kate, I, I just want to go back to a bigger point, because I, I know we're going to focus on Jimmy Butler here, but I don't think we should be. Because if you're talking about a guy that finished second in the MVP voting two years in a row, you can make the case that this year should have won the damn thing. Yeah. Question is, should he want to stay in Philadelphia? No, nah, I done brought that up. <laughs> you brought key. That's that's the question of the I day. Was, no, dog. I just was thinking in my head. Because, I'm like, no, because you got it right. Where's his contract? You at? got it right, Keith. Is he is he in there for the next two years, three years? Four? I don't know. I don't have it in front. It just popped in my head, and so. I'm like, if I'm him, I ain't really trying to see Mike D'Antoni as my coach again. I mean, as the coach, and then Doc Rivers. I got issues with him potentially. Now I already done said see, James Harden. Don't let Pat Riley get his from Houston. But see, yeah, he, 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 don't let Riley. Key. Don't let Pat Riley get his hands on a big like Joel Embiid. That's what I started thinking. That's what I started thinking, Max. I'm like, dang, if he get his hands on another big. Well, they had to give up a lot, though, probably, to get him if to force his way out. But all I'm saying is. Man, you know Pat Riley will figure it out. Yeah, but if I'm Philly, like, first off, if I'm Doc, I'm getting the hell out of there. I do not want to be there. I have a home in L.A. I want to go. I want to be the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't feel like I got valued. At all here. He maybe could y'all work wanted, in L.A. too. Y'all yeah. wanted to fire yeah. me. Y'all wanted to get me out of here. I'm <laughs> out of here. And if I'm Philly, I'm hiring Sam Cassell. Mm. I'm bringing on but Sam Cassell. He's good Do report. we uh, want him, Doc Rivers, in L.A. though, Jay? Who do, do you want, Key? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just saying, do the Lakers really want Doc Rivers I, in L.A. because you failed with the Clippers here in L.A. when everybody assumed you had all the pieces, you wanted him getting fired there, then you, in Philadelphia, two years in a row, you get exit by whatever. You know, last year you blamed Ben Simmons. This year, whatever it is, it happened. Harden didn't work out. Embiid is mad at the situation. And then you want him to come to L.A. to coach the Lakers. I don't – me personally, I think it would be a good move. But do the fan base and Jeannie Buss and hmm. company really want Doc Rivers? Embiid has a super max extension that kicks in 23-24 season. Player option for 26-27. That's the earliest he can be a free agent. 
but usually guys can force their way out the year before that, right, leading into that because then they yeah. can say, oh, I'm going to leave and you're not going to get anything for me. He's making 33.6 and 22-23. He can be traded, you know, uh, uh, by the letter of the law as of July 17th. Heater hoping Jimmy Butler can continue to get in the zone. Butler talking about how much he loves Embiid, wishes he was still on the team. Ooh. Oh. In the Eastern Conference Finals, well, if he, you know, if the if the mountain won't come to Muhammad, right? Like maybe maybe Key is and, and Jay, you, you caught that right away. Maybe Embiid could be moved. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. NFL schedule is out. Tom Brady may want to head to that Fox booth a little sooner than we expected. After Key has this from Straight Talk, cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless, now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan for 5 gigabytes of hotspot in nationwide 5G on America's largest and most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G compatible device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Yeah. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Hear what uh, 
Super Bowl champion head coach Sean McVay. This dude is about 12 years old, been to two Super Bowls and won one already. Our own Evan Wilner. That's what I call our producer. McVay? I call him, yeah. Oh, high Sean praise. McVay. High praise. McVay, boy, everyone. Oh, boy, genius. You want to make fun of him meantime. And then he says, let's go all in on Matthew Stafford, and it works. Got him. So far, so good. Here is Sean McVay uh, on the ESPN schedule release show. Here's the Week 9 matchup versus the Bucks they got. Listen to head coach. I think Tom needs to just go to Fox sooner than later. Um, but, uh, no, you know what? I, I got tremendous respect for the Bucks. They've always been a great matchup, great challenge. Obviously, they did a phenomenal job last year and what they've done the last couple of years. We know it's going to be a, an outstanding matchup. And, um, you know, that's what you love about the NFL. Great competition, great players and coaches. And I know Todd Bowles is going to do an excellent job. And Tom leading the way makes them uh, an incredibly tough outfit. Key. Listen to the schedule, though. When he's like, coach is being tongue-in-cheek, maybe he wants to head to Fox, Tom Brady early, right? The Bucks get the – so they open with the Cowboys, then the Saints. They're at Saints. Then they host the Packers. Then they host the Chiefs. Then they host the Falcons. They're at Steelers. At, it, it ain't, it's kind of rough sledding early on. It, 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 their first two games are on the road, though, right? Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they, at they Dallas both, and at New Orleans, yeah. Yeah, at Dallas and at New Orleans. They, you know, so they don't get home until week three, but they face, they face the Green Bay Packers, which they've had the Green Bay Packers numbered to a degree recently here with Tom Brady. And then after that, they have the Chiefs, which, you know, the Chiefs against them in the Super Bowl, that's their Super Bowl rematch. The, the Heat will be down in Tampa a little bit. I don't necessarily worry about that for the Chiefs as much as I am just wanting to see the matchup. But those first four games is not an easy road to victory at all whatsoever. Now, we need to see what the Cowboys are. We need to see what the Saints are as well as the Packers and the Chiefs. But I can tell you one thing. If they somehow wind up being one and three or something along those lines. Could happen. The season could get real bumpy for them Key, I if don't you know. think about it. I feel like I, 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 I more so see the Bucks going three and one. Then I see them going one and three. Well, no, I'm just saying. I know that I, I tells hear what you're me saying. Too, too. Three, of it, but three and one. But like, I all mean, right, so there's still. I mean, we still have questions around Jameis Winston, right, Key? Like health, health wise, the health wise of him, right? So we'll get a chance to see that. A lot of questions around Dallas. And I know Max gets worried about people not talking about Dallas, which makes it think it's their year, but they've lost a lot. And so, I, I mean, Green Bay, they still have questions around their wide receiver and core, even though you know what Aaron Rodgers brings to the table. I still think that the Bucks are probably going to be favored in probably three out of these but four But none games. of these, none the of these biggest... teams are unbeatable. But, Key, you're right. Yeah. You start on the road against the Cowboys, who are good, and the Saints, who are quite good, and also always play the Bucks, especially in the regular well, season, yeah. very tough divisional rivals. So those are two tough games. Those aren't easy. And then when you finally get a couple of home games, it's the Packers and Chiefs back-to-back. Yeah, the biggest question marks on those first four for me only would be the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of know about New Orleans and their roster and their situation and what they got and what it is. They got a really good team, man. They, the Honey Badger just joined them in their secondary. You think about Chris Olave, Michael Thomas coming back, Alvin Kamara. And from everything I'm hearing, Jameis Winston is on schedule. He should be fine. The Chiefs, for the most part, they're intact. They're, they, they, I know they lost Tyreek Hill, but they still added some weapons for what they want to do. And then when we talk about uh, the Green Bay Packers, yeah, the Packers receivers, they didn't get anybody in the first round, so everybody went crazy and they lost. 
there's no question they lost Devontae Adams, but yet and still, their defense got better. Uh, their offense last year can still put up points. They got Aaron Rodgers. He likes he likes to play with, or they like to develop young receivers, so to speak. You know, so we'll see. I, I just think that this is not a, a cakewalk by no stretch of imagination, man. When you go on the road in New Orleans, it's a hostile environment in week two. Like, they're going to be jacked up. Well, you know how the NFL is. So what you say, one and three, three and one, that's a two and two start. They'll be fine. Right, they're gonna go two and two in their first four, so and they'll be fine. Probably, yeah, 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 they'll be fine. But that is that is a very tough opening to the season. I, I hear what everybody's saying. I just after watching Tom Brady last year, like I have, I have a lot of faith in Tom Brady getting things done in. Yeah, times. no, but you know, Chris Godwin's coming off an ACL, Jay. Yeah, we don't know if Gronkowski. I'm, I'm assuming You're Gronkowski's probably, gonna back. come back. Yeah, you know, he likes to play the game and do the wrestling and have mm-hmm. some fun. <laughs> but I'm assuming he's coming back. There is no more Ronald Jones. It's all Leonard Fournette. Um, yeah, they, there's no Dominican Sue in the middle as of right now. So you start to look at some shifting changes on the defensive side of the ball for them. So they got more question marks, I think, than what most people think just because they got Tom Brady. And, and I say just because, you still got to have some playmakers in some position you know to help you win. He, you know what else, Jay? You know what else? Like, so for years I'm going, Tom Brady's going to fall off the cliff just because no quarterback ever was great after 41, and he was going to turn 41. So, all right, he'll, he's not going to be the first. He's st- still going great. But what's interesting to me is he gave no indication at the time that he thought the end was near. So that meant he was feeling good. But now recently, after he, oh, they're going to beat the Rams, right? And he leads them down the field, and, oh, they have Tom Brady. And then Stafford comes right back on him and gets by him. And then we start hearing retirement. And then he supposedly retires for a little while. And now we hear he's signed a 10-year deal for $375 million. Those are all indications to me that he's feeling that even if he has another great year in him or something like that, he's feeling the end is coming pretty, pretty damn soon, it seems to me, the indications he's giving us now. And that makes me think that I don't know if they're vulnerable because sometimes that last no. season could be incredible. But this might be it for him, right? This could be. I, 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 I'm done. Key, I'm not doing it anymore. No, Max. I'm not going time, down that road la- anymore, man. Max, I can't jump on that train. You, the Max, the last time you questioned Tom Brady off the cliff, you know what he did to you? Yeah, I know. He walked across a tightrope with a strong wind of the Grand Canyon from one side to the next with no net underneath, and he made it. Yeah, like the roadrunner who went off the cliff and somehow the roadrunner could walk on the air, but the coyote, coyote fell right down. down. I'm the coyote. I, I think Max makes a good point, though, here. Tom Brady did signal the end is near. He retired for 40 days, and he's got a $37 million a year job waiting for him at Fox. Yeah. Like, there, there is external signals now. Yeah, right, but there's that. But no, but Max, Max, are you saying the end is because he wants to retire or his ability? No, what I'm saying is something retire. key. He might feel, Tom Brady might feel. Like, I can still do it, but I don't know for how much longer, right? Like, of, I can. Of course. So yeah. I got this. But so I got, I think I got what it, it just feels to me like he thinks he has one more year in but him. Then you correlated that to that makes you feel like Tom Brady is vulnerable because maybe, and I don't see that as vulnerability. No, nah, 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 me neither. I, feel, I don't see I, that I, as I, being vulnerable at all. I see that as I'm, I'm going all in. Yes. I'm balling out, out, and then I'm walking into the sunset. Yeah, it could be. And then he could do it on his own terms. Mm-hmm. There That's are, what I see. There are, like, in baseball, there's something, I won't get too technical, but there's something called isolated power, which 
when that number goes way down, even if your other numbers on the top look good, usually the player will, <clears throat> dare I say, fall off the cliff. Tom Brady may feel like I got enough juice, I got enough battery in the back to win another Super Bowl this year, right? And then I don't know after. I, I, like, I feel like that's how much I got. What about the Todd Bowles side of this? I mean, you get those first four games we talked about, Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Chiefs, all all good teams from last year, all, you know, uh, in the playoff mix right until the end, three of them made the playoffs. Key, what about Todd Bowles, a, a, a first-year head coach, not a first-time head coach, with that slate of games out of the gates? That, 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 that's interesting because last time he was a head coach, not so good, but he didn't have Tom Brady either. He didn't have Byron Leftwich as a play caller. As long as he can manage the game and know when to call timeouts and wouldn't make dis- decisions on the red flags and things of that nature and still run his defense, you essentially, the way you look at it with a guy like Ty Bowles, you got an offensive coordinator in Byron Leffridge. Stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. You call the defense and just manage the situation. You got a special teams coach, coordinator, stay out the way. And I think if he does that, then he'll be good. If he starts to try to manage everything, it could be problematic for him. Meantime, that's the, uh, that's the bucks of it all. Oh, more nice. on the schedule, guys. A lot more on the schedule. By the way, even Bucks versus Chiefs week four, I'm looking forward to, obviously, right? But Kansas City, I mentioned the Bucks schedule to begin the season. Have you looked at Kansas City to start? Oh, and I get it when your division is tough. The whole thing is tough, right? But, oh, my God. All right. You ready for this, guys? They open the season at Arizona. There yeah. it is. And Chargers, September 15th. Yep. Chargers can be tough. That's Arizona, be, a tough game. Game. Hold on. Arizona key starts at, every season 8-0, apparently. Like, yeah, especially no, no early de, in no, the season. You got to remember, no DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. Yeah, that's true, although they did make a trade. They have another pretty good receiver. Not DeAndre Hopkins, but mm-hmm. at Arizona. Then they host the Chargers. Tough. At Colts. Oh, that's tough. At tough. Bucks, Host tough. the Raiders. Host the tough. Bills. Wow. Tough. At 49ers. Th- then they get their bye, and then they got the Titans like – I don't see a soft spot. If you guys, Key, if you're trying to tell me that week one at Arizona, who the last couple of years has been the last undefeated team standing, is easy and that's their soft spot, <laughs> good luck. They got a murderer's row of a Let schedule. Me see that. Let me see that schedule again. Key, is it feasible? Just feasible. I'm not saying it's going to happen to have the conversation around Kansas City missing the playoffs. It, you can have a conversation around it. Could it happen? Yes, it could. The problem is you don't usually miss the playoffs when you have a dude like Patrick Mahomes pulling the trigger. I hear you. And you got a coach like Andy Reid on the sideline, right? You usually don't miss the playoffs. Teams that got those, those type of players, like, like for instance, we'll go back in history, the Drew Breeses of the world, they, the Saints aren't going to miss the playoffs. Not with Sean Payton. And, no. and Drew Brees. It's just not – it's like not going to happen, right? You you think about the New England Patriots, Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick. They missed the playoffs with Matt Castle, and they still won, what, 10, 11 games? 11 games that year. So yeah. when you, you start to think about it, it could happen. Boy, chances I are. don't not, think yeah, like, it NFC will. NFC West, I wondered if four could make it out of the NFC West. Three made it out because Seattle stumbled, right? But three made it out of the West. I wonder if you can finish last in the NFC, in the AFC West this year, and still make the playoffs. I, I really wonder if that could happen. Is there any concern Mike Tannenbaum, who's with us now, Mike T, 
that the Chiefs could miss the playoffs based on their first eight games. Rough schedule. No Tyreek Hill. Great division they're playing in. What do you think, Mike? There's no chance they missed the playoffs. They got the best player in the game, period, end of story. And that's why we're paying him $45 million a year. Look, Tyreek Hill is a great player. He graduated, but I have Andy Reid. I got Patrick Mahomes. You guys can have everybody else. So I think the Chargers are going to be there. I think the Chargers can win the division. But there's 0% chance, 0.0, that the Kansas City Chiefs are not in the playoffs. What do you think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They got four tough ones out the gate, man. You got the Cowboys. You got the Saints, the Packers, and the Chiefs in this situation. And the first two games are on the road, not at Raymond James Stadium. Well, Key, like, let's just break the news right here. I have you as the opposite receiver to C.D. Lamb on opening day because there's no way Michael Gallup's going to be ready. Mm. Amari Cooper left, and Jalen Tolbert's a third-round pick, so I figured they're going to sign you on opening day. So, in all seriousness, I think Dallas – had a chance to be really good, but until Michael Gallup is healthy, who's the next best receiver for the Cowboys? So I think on paper, Dallas looks tough, but if I'm Tampa Bay going into that game, I think I could outscore Dallas because I don't know who doubt. I I think Todd Bowles is going to double-team C.D. Lamb, and I don't know who else is going to be scoring points for the Cowboys. Mike T, why, why does it seem that the Bucks have such a hard time with the Saints? I mean, last year, them losing with Taysom Hill and company. Like, What is it about the Saints that makes it difficult for Tom Brady? Dennis Allen's a really good coach. And you go back a year ago, Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams, two really good safeties. And, boy, I think the Saints did a great job. They flipped out those two. They got the Honey Badger, who I still think is a tough, smart, versatile player. And they signed Marcus May from the Jets. So they have a lot of uh, really good athletes on the back end. And I think Dennis Allen's a really good play caller. So that should be a very competitive matchup. And, I, guys, if we go back a year ago, Jameis Winston was playing good football before he got hurt. Really good, I thought. Mike T? Yeah, no, I, I really like Jameis Winston. I think they're a really intriguing team. I love Chris Olave. Hopefully Michael Thomas gets back to close to what he was. So, I think this is a team that could really compete with Tampa. Again, I know Tampa's schedule is hard, guys, but, again, I go back to opening day. I think Tampa can beat Dallas because Dallas really is going to start off the season without a full complement of weapons. But I think this Saint-Buccaneer sort of like pennant race for the uh, division title should be really interesting. Hey, Mike, we're getting a lot of static. We're going we're gonna to clean that up now and bring you back in about one minute. So let's let's just clean up that static. Who could listen to that static? We'll get him yeah. right back. Mike, Mike down there in one of them pretty cities that he has a house at, and you know some of his connections aren't quite ready to come to us the way we needed to. So yeah, that's a that was a good smart job thing by you, Max. Explaining that, clean it up. Good job explaining that. <laughs> well, I just was trying to buy time, Jay. It is, I was I just like, trying to I figure like, out how to buy us a minute. Key, I like Jeez. his. Uh, I like. I don't his... want to tell where the man lives at. I'm not you. One of those you gave his places. address. Hey, he's hey, at 3649. I gave, I gave away uh, one hotel. Beverly where Hills we Drive. At. I gave away one location where we're having dinner. That's all I've ever done. One location. Room 604. That's yeah, where Key is staying. Yeah, yeah Jay, nobody came that, to visit us. That's exactly what you What are you talking about? Key got stalked. Remember when we were I trying did. to figure out how they I, knew where the hotel was? That's I didn't how. give away his hotel. That's on him. I Hold know on. What hotel he was he just at. went to a hotel and autograph seekers had 
chased them down from a half hour in a car away, and we were trying to figure out See, how they knew where the hotel was, and we just figured it out. That's Key's fault. His spidey senses should be way better to Jay, see a car following you for 30 I minutes, Key. Hey, man. Your driver didn't alert me. Don't put it on my drive. I rent cars. All right. Mike T back with us. Mike. Oh, there it is. That's cleaned up. That sounds Mike, way better. you got us? Yes, sir. Oh, and I heard Key take oh. some shots about my house. So I, I was listening the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, at least I didn't give your address away I like Jay would have. Uh, Mike, what is your address, by the way? I'm joking, Mike. I'm joking. Don't tell your address. So, hey, Mike, we, you talked about whether or not the Cowboys would be ready, how well Jameis Winston played. What else stood out in the schedule to you? You know what's fascinating? Like, go to the Dolphins. You know, they had a great offseason. Tyreek Hill and some of the other big moves changed their head coach. You know, they get their division opponents from the north early in September, which is what you want. You know, they got the Patriots. They got the Bills at home. But, boy, I think they have the hardest three-game stretch of any team this year. They're a three-game road trip of at the 49ers, at the Chargers, and at the Bills. So I think that's those are tough three games. But I, I could see Miami getting out to an early start because, again, when I was there, guys, like you want to play as many home games if you're the Dolphins in September at home. Mike T., our forensic scientists, uh, Keyshawn Johnson and Max Kellerman here of the KJM show, <laughs> have broken down the Instagram video of – to a underthrowing Tyreek Hill and making it a really big deal. Come on, it was a hype are, video, are you, Mike. Are you making that a big deal, Mike? I, I am not. I mean, you know, that could have been like in a walkthrough. So now look, there's a massive amount of pressure on Tua. And to me, what's interesting, guys, is like you look at Sam Darnold, right? You look at Baker Mayfield and these fifth-year options. Miami's going to have a big decision. they got two great receivers in Waddle and Hill. So if he's doing that in September, it could be a really big story. Mike, you had one decent quarterback in Chad Pennington your whole entire career. Come on now. You know dang on well in pat and go or in anything in jogging through. If somebody is throwing a punt and the video people is putting that out there as if it's its only. Think about it. In the course of a day, that's the only throw that they can find that looks halfway decent to them. Now, maybe it was a mistake. I don't know. But if that is the case. Man, I'm I'm worried and concerned as a receiver if that's the case. Yeah, well, they they have some time to iron it out, but I, I understand that key. But if if I'm the Dolphins, I'm getting the ball in those two guys' hands as quickly as possible. And look, maybe there's stuff behind the line of scrimmage, a lot of quick game, um, and they work into sort of like taking those shots <laughs> down the field. But obviously, with Tyree Kill, you've got to get him ten touches a game. That's why you got him. Mike T, what about the Pats and the Bills? They don't play each other until week 13. So I'm curious, what do you want to see from the Pats the first time they play the Bills? Jay, well, this is the one game on the schedule that I'm the most intrigued by, and here's why. The last time those two teams played, the Buffalo Bills did not punt. That's really a remarkable statement. In a playoff game, the Bills did not punt. And we know the greatness of Bill Belichick and how smart he is, and I can't wait to see what adjustments he's going to make because I just can't imagine that's going to happen again. And candidly, I wish that game was on opening day because I just want to see what they're going to do differently. Are they, are they going to go small? Like, are they going to pressure more? Like, what adjustments is Belichick going to make against that great Bill offense? Mike, real quick, how much pressure is under Bill right now, given the fact that Mr. Kraft had something to say as well? You know, Key, yeah, Key, I think there's real pressure from a standpoint. Like, they got to just show progress that in this post-Brady era – 
that they could still be a very competitive team, maybe win a playoff game. So, look, no, as you know, Key, like Bill's going to hold himself to the highest standard, but I think this is an important year for them. Mm. Did Mike Tannenbaum actually just say there's pressure on Bill Belichick? Now I'm going to look outside my window and see pigs flying by. That is unbelievable. <laughs> Give me that address. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike T. All right, Mike T. Thanks, guys. Appreciate we'll it. tell you about another coach whose pipes burst with the pressure on. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.